oh, well, you know, I came in for a latte, but I left with a pizza. <laughs> I left with all my groceries for the week. I left with a dozen donuts. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's dangerous. Oh, so dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Taste BC Radio, where we're going on a journey to explore restaurants, breweries, wineries, and just about anywhere where we can eat or drink local. I'm Jeff. And I'm Dan. And we are talking twice a month about local BC food and drink. If you want to join in on the conversation, follow us on Instagram or Facebook at TasteBCRadio, or email us at host at tastebcradio.ca. All right, tasters, let's get into it. We've done a few episodes like this now, and I feel like we haven't really talked about our kind of story a little bit more. Do you want to yeah. touch on that today? Yeah, well, we actually were betrothed to be best friends from long before we knew each other, mm-hmm. uh, or long before either of us were born, I should say. Yeah. Because your mom and my mom became friends when they were in grade three. Yes. Without outing their ages, <laughs> that was a decent amount of years ago. So <laughs> Well played. <laughs> so... I'm two years older than you, so I had a miserable two years of my life without you in my life. But then we met and clicked. Now, you grew up on the island and still currently live there. Correct. Or live there again, I should say. And I grew up on the mainland and uh, am living there again now. So we wouldn't see each other very often. I just remember counting down the days to our joint family vacation that we would have every year on Salt Spring Island, where I'd get to see Dan. Yes. And then we'd have the time of our lives, and and then then the other just wouldn't exist for the other 51 weeks of the year. I mean, we'd exist, obviously, but it's not like today where there's texting and Facebook Messenger and whatever. We didn't even have MSN Messenger yet at the time. So if we wanted to communicate, it would be through our parents' emails. I just remember it was like, oh, you know, I miss Dan. That was such a great week spent with him. And then time would go on and then it'd be like, oh, oh my goodness, I get to see Dan again so soon. Oh, yeah. And we just pick up where we left off. You just have such a a great relationship. I, I just have these absolute distinct memories of you being the most and still are most positive guy I've ever known in my life. You're the only person in my life when I was a kid that could keep up with my energy level. <laughs> it was it was just amazing. I don't know. I I have <laughs> I I I don't know if I've ever told you this story, but I have just the absolute most distinct memory of you, Dan. So is burned into my brain. It's a it's a full core memory for me. <laughs> we were at Salt Spring Island, and our mothers were trying to get us to put sunscreen on. We were both being belligerent little boys. <laughs> And didn't want to put on sunscreen. And we were running to go swimming. You were like, I don't want sunscreen. And your mom's like, you're going to get skin cancer. And I remember you stopping dead in your tracks and turning to me and going, Jeff, I got to get sunscreen. I don't want skin cancer. And then bolting back and (laughs) immediately putting on sunscreen. (laughs) No way. Oh, my gosh. That's amazing. I don't know if anyone else remembers that. I don't even know if your parents remember that. but I don't know if I remember that. That's... That's so, that's so cool. <laughs> well, I, it's, it's pretty crazy that we formed a really amazing friendship that has lasted as long as, a, as it has. Like you said, we saw each other once a week. Once a, or sorry, once a week. Once a year for a week. For, for a, a large, a large part of our life growing up. Yeah. yeah. Like you said, we didn't have MSM. We didn't have texting even. It's crazy to think that there was a time that neither of those things existed. I don't know about you, but I always got super nervous, 
super nervous at the week coming up to Salt Spring when I knew I was going to hang out with Jeff. Cool guy, Jeff, who's two years older than me. Uh, I don't know. I was always nervous that you were going to think I was some snot-nosed little young kid who's such a, a loser now. And so, oh, like, er- no. every year. And then the second we saw each other, it, everything, like you said, it just like we'd seen each other last week. It was It's such an amazing... Yeah. Like, I think about it now, and it's such an amazing story. It's such a rare thing nowadays to have such a long-lasting friendship that started from only seeing each other once a week. And so many memories of being on Salt Spring, going to the rope swing, paddle boarding or paddle boating around and all the little shenanigans we used to get up to. Like, I can't imagine that was a vacation for our parents. It just must have been (laughs) kind of a nightmare (laughs) because we were just... Well, on the other hand, it it must have been because we would spend eight hours a day out on the water true and they just wouldn't have to worry about us yeah for those who don't know the area we were staying on saint mary's lake which is with no motorboats so there was only well eventually they allowed electric motors up mm. to five what up to five miles an hour or up to five horsepower or something like yeah, that i think so but because it's a it's a reservoir you can swim and you can do human powered vehicles on the water but you can't do gasoline powered vehicles so it was very safe yeah. With the occasional seaplane landing on it. I was but... just going to say, except for the gas-powered <laughs> yeah. sea float plane that would <laughs> take off and land every once in a while. <laughs> but other than that, it was incredibly safe uh, to the point where, you know, you could you could swim across the lake and back if you wanted to, just without any fear of... It, it's quite a small lake. It's about... It's not even a kilometer across the short way where we were staying. Mm-hmm. So we would be able to spend eight hours on the water and, and they knew that you know, we would always make it home because both of us definitely wanted dinner. And we would make sure to be back in time for that. So, Oh, yeah, definitely. I was never nervous to see you in Salt Spring. I was actually nervous once you moved to the mainland that maybe the reason we got along so well was because it was only in short increments and we could just be like fully belligerent for a week and then have 51 weeks to recover. Yeah. And I, I was worried that once you moved here for your wife, girlfriend at the time, school and you were working on the mainland, that we were going to get bored of each other, or you were going to get bored of me more accurately. But I think that's what actually just absolutely solidified the relationship. 100%. Now it's to the point where we we basically talk every day, and it sounds cheesy, but I can't picture my life without you in it. Aw, right back at you, buddy. Right back at you. Yeah, I mean, you know, you were my best man, and I was your best man at our weddings. And you're right, though. Like, it's so unusual, and it's so it does make sense. But it also doesn't make sense. Yeah. I think if we had met, like if we'd gone to the same school, I still think we would have been friends. The age difference may have made it a little bit more complicated. But, you know, it, it, it certainly helped that we were, for lack of a better term, forced to see each other once a year. But that also made it really special yeah. as well. And so I have all these incredibly fond memories. Yeah, it, it's really it's it's really great. And, you know, when I said that I wanted to start this podcast with you, it was immediate. You said, absolutely, yes. I have no questions. Let's yeah. start. Yeah. So what well, it it just makes a lot of sense. You can tell that we've been friends for a really long time and it doesn't feel scripted, even though we both have notes, obviously. <laughs> I don't know. It, it, it feels awesome. And I always look forward to recording days. Me too. And if I'm able to convince you... <laughs> maybe we'll go weekly yeah yeah absolutely once life settles a little bit i'm sure we could pull it off yeah exactly yeah (laughs) yeah i'm very busy as well so it's it's tough okay um so that's a lot uh for an intro but i think it was worth it so let's dive right in here let's do this 
What do you got for me, Jeff? I have a coffee shop. Nice. I wanted to spend time at this coffee shop because it recently opened. Well, this location recently opened. And I think this is the first time possibly that we have done one that has multiple locations. Mm. But this is a coffee shop called Sea Market Coffee. Yeah. Full title, Sea Market Coffee, Roastery and Kitchen. And the first location was in Coquitlam and the second location now is in Port Coquitlam. And so I actually haven't been to the Coquitlam location, but I do go to the Port Coquitlam location quite a bit because it's close to the rock climbing gym that I go to out there. So it's kind of like a little treat on Saturday mornings. We go rock climbing and then we go get a coffee from this this coffee shop. So, okay, let's just start with the coffee. First of all, they have an in-house roasting uh, station plate. So they do all of their roasting in-house. So this one is actually the largest coffee shop space in the Tri-Cities areas, yeah. which is Port Coquitlam, Port Moody, and Coquitlam. First of all, when you walk in, it's very modern, very light. They've got floor-to-ceiling windows on the full length of two sides of their space because they're on a corner. Yeah. So just the back wall and then the wall sharing with the next unit in the place uh it doesn't have floor-to-ceiling windows but so it's super bright they're in the tremont development area right now so they can only get busier really because a lot of the the development still hasn't had units open there's retail spaces still looking for people to lease there's two towers that just went up and are starting to rent out and the whole area is developing i think they're putting in two or three more towers beside it so it's a really kind of up and coming area mm-hmm. uh, which is really good for them oh, and so it's great that they got this spot when they did so what they wanted to do was just kind of have a like a modern coffee shop mm-hmm. and they wanted to have specialty grade coffees but not just focus only on espresso and drip coffee like a lot of coffee shops really do they really have some really great alternative options on their menu for for hot drinks and cold drinks they have turmeric lattes they have beetroot lattes Ooh. so both of those come with without coffee in them but with turmeric concentrate or grounds and beetroot grounds which are both very good for you in different ways Mm -hmm. turmeric good for your digestion beetroot really high in antioxidants but they don't market them as being these fancy bougie drinks they just it's a yellow latte or a purple latte or a green latte and the green is matcha oh that's and a great way to do it what they wanted to focus on in opening was also latte art Ooh. And so they, they make a point to do latte art competitions as well. And the last one raised over $1,000 for a hospital mm-hmm. in Eagle Ridge. Then when you're looking at food, so they have what you'd expect from a, a cafe. They have muffins and cookies, but they're not just blueberry muffin and chocolate chip cookie. They have, they have like a black forest cookie. Ooh. They have like a triple chocolate cookie. They have uh, a bunch of different baked goods. They have these these cakes. Mm-hmm. They have an Earl Grey loaf. Mm-hmm. My wife and I split it last time we were there, and it's it's so tasty, really burger monty, really delicious. They have these personal sized slices of cake. Mm-hmm. They have a tiramisu and a red velvet, salted caramel, and they're all individually decorated. So you have these super clean cuts with the layers visualized on the sides, and then they have little individual toppings decorated on each one of them. So when you get it, it's like super Instagrammable, super great. Speaking of Instagram, actually, they have a toasted marshmallow latte oh. where there's toasted marshmallow basically toasted all along the rim of the the latte. No way. So when you're drinking it, it kind of melts into your into your drink. Oh which is super, super awesome. They also have a full kitchen 
too. So they have wraps. They have a bulgogi wrap, which is like a Korean barbecue wrap. Mm-hmm. They have a bimbap wrap. They have just a classic breakfast wrap. They have bennies yeah. certain days of the week oh. as well. Maybe every day of the week. I'm not sure. I think it depends on the location. Yeah. And then they have avocado toast and breakfast plates, waffles. They have bowls. We got the bulgogi bowl and that was really good. Oh, they have sandwiches and they had a, I, I don't know if they still have it, but when I got it, they had, I think it was a like a matcha sesame bun. Oh. It had matcha powder baked into it and black sesame is on the, the top of it. Yeah, so just really incredible food. The Coquitlam location also sells frozen versions of the wraps as well that you can buy in three packs. Oh my god! And of course, of course, you can buy their coffee, but then you can also buy their the stuff they use for their lavender lattes. Oh, I forgot to mention that they have a lavender latte, so like a blue uh, one as well. Right. So you can get lavender root or sorry, lavender powder, beetroot powder, matcha. So when you walk in to the Poco location, mm-hmm. immediately on the right where you line up, yeah. they have a wall of, of stuff. Like you'd expect at Starbucks, they have the coffee cups and stuff, but they're all super high end or high grade things. But then they also have like chocolate snacks and, and preserves um, and just things highlighting local, local businesses that they use there mm-hmm. for various things. And so they have... They have a markety aspect to them as well. The one in Poco is a little bit more coffee shop than it is market. Right. It looks like from their website the the Coquitlam one has like a, a more of like a market section to it where you can go in and actually just purchase almost like a convenience store style, but like good stuff, mm-hmm. not just your your typical things. One drink I want to highlight in particular is the espresso frap we get. Oh. I get it with oat milk and it's really, really creamy. And it's super delicious. And you know how with fraps, a lot of the time, you'll drink through it and it'll lose flavor as you go on? Yeah. Because it starts to melt or it starts to settle in a way where you have the, the ice separating from the, the flavor and the, the liquid. Yeah. This I don't know what they do differently, but this doesn't do that at all. So even if you let it completely melt, it melts as one cohesive unit. It just kind of turns into almost a cold drink as opposed to a separation of ice and and liquid so that's really delicious i haven't had the chance to try the cakes but they look absolutely delicious i did have the beetroot latte the hot one that one was really really tasty as well they do a really good job with the art and they do a really good job with the foam even on ones that aren't coffee so when you have the the different what they're called colored lattes so they have the green the blue pink and gold yeah they still make a point to do artwork for those as well the bimbap wrap is very tasty i've been super into korean food lately so that was really nice lunch to have yeah and they're all super nice there again they just opened so they're still figuring out some of their kinks and and everything at that location in particular but everything that we've gotten from them has just been really tasty really good especially it being in an up-and-coming area i think they're going to be hugely successful oh absolutely oh because yeah the coquitlam location only opened in 2019 so uh, they opened there, they survived the pandemic and they were able to come out opening another location. So wow. obviously they're doing something right. Yeah. No kidding. Um, I, it's funny you bring up the Coquitlam, uh, location because I'm looking at the website now and if I didn't see C market coffee on the wall, my very first thought is brewery. This is a brewery. It has that modern look to it. It's very open, very bright. Or, right. And it looks like a really awesome place to be. And then the Poco location, which is the picture just above, 
it looks like it's just lots of windows lots of natural light against again it's that light airy yeah. feel to it and you can kind of see these really cool stools that people are sitting on and they're all yeah. like, kind of different and oh i, I like yeah. it It looks like a really fun place to go grab a coffee and a, and a sandwich or a, or a tasty treat yeah exactly and i think the ceilings are somewhere between 20 and 30 feet high so it's super open and really got that modern feel and really bright space like you almost feel like you're sitting outside in a way because it's yeah. I, I mean obviously not with decor but in a way where it's like it's so open and so you, you don't feel like you're in this dark dimly lit coffee shop which most of them are mm-hmm. but yeah i see what you mean they even have the wooden barn door in the coquitlam location that makes it yeah kind of feel like a it definitely could be a brewery for sure yeah or at least a tasting room yeah urban rustic yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> Just hearing from how you describe the area around and the fact that you go rock climbing and then you go here afterwards, it sounds like they have a really, you can make a really nice day trip out of it and just explore the area around, go do some climbing or have some coffee, fuel yourself up and go uh, do a bunch of activities in Poco. Yeah, so, okay, (laughs) depending on the kind of day that we want to have, we will either go rock climbing and then have a coffee. Yeah. Or we'll get a coffee and then go rock climbing and then go to the breweries in the area, which maybe we'll cover another time. There's, there's um, just around the corner from this location, there's two breweries and a distillery. So Ooh. again, super up and coming area, really great things going in there. And this coffee shop is one of them for sure. Perfect. So that's Sea Market Coffee. It's unit 110, 820 Village Drive, Port Coquitlam. Definitely go. I have to go check it out next time in the, I'm in the Tri-Cities. Yeah. Maybe I can finally convince you to go rock climbing with me. <laughs> No convincing needed. I would love to. Anytime. <laughs> I'm holding you to that. Saying that to the guy who's super not keen on heights, but I'll do it just for you, buddy. Just <laughs> it's for okay. you. okay. There's, there's mats and ropes and stuff. <laughs> so, Dan, you know on this show we like to also highlight specific food or drink items in addition to the venues. So let me ask you, what you've been eating? So in celebration of buying our new house, my, my wife, Corey, and I just signed the paperwork to transfer title and everything. And so we decided afterwards that we would go get grab a drink in celebration. We went to this local bistro called McCray's, which is part in Saanich. One of their drinks, they have a whole section where they call them blends. And what what this is, is they basically take two or three beers or ciders and they blend them together. Hmm, my dad would love that. Right? <laughs> yeah. And he, he used to do that all the time. Did he? Oh, I didn't know that. He's like, well, I like this one, but I, I like that one, but you, maybe you can just mix the two of them together. And I'm like, dad, you can't do that. So this place would be perfect for him. <laughs> right? We'll have to take him here next time they're over because he would love this. Yeah, there you go. So it actually started because the bar manager at McRae's was noticing that people were asking them to combine the two, two of the beers, hmm. and then serve it to them. And they're like, huh, this sounds like an interesting idea. So they actually have on their menu now, under blends, they have seven mix blends of beers wow. and ciders. So the one I want to talk about is the one that our waitress let us know that this was this one was created by the bar manager himself. And he was super proud of it. And I can see why. So it combines flagship IPA by Steamworks. And Cronenberg Blanc, oh. which is really interesting. What it re- what it does is it brings down the hops a little bit from the flagship, and then brightens it up with the Cronenberg Blanc, and it just makes right. this really sessionable, really easy to drink blend. And oh, I just can't. I I drank it far too quickly. 
I had to wait a little bit, obviously, before driving again, and it was it just went down so smooth because it t- it brought all everything that you like from an IPA minus the bitterness of the hops. Right. So it brought out it brought out the flavor profile of the hops, and but toned down the bitterness of it, if that makes sense. And then yeah, yeah. the bright light part of the Cronenberg aspect of it just made it like super sessionable and really easy to drink and light. Yeah. It turned an IPA into like really summery beer, which is cool. Yeah, super interesting. Yeah. Um, it was really, really good. I highly recommend it. Do you do you know if they just do 50-50 or if they come up with a specific ratio? I believe it's 50-50. But I don't quote hmm. me on that. That's a really great, great question. Yeah. One of the other ones that I tried on a different time, they call it Tugasaurus. And so it's a blend of fat tug and dino sour. And it is. Right. It's so good. Oh, I should have uh, kind of I, I, I wanted to guess. I definitely knew it was fat tug, but I couldn't think of the, the dino sours. Makes sense. Yeah. And was it the what, blackberry dino sour, which is on right now? Or was it? It was the, the stone fruit dino sour. One of the newer ones. Oh, okay. Yeah. Awesome. Apri- peach and apricot. They're, those two are similar in the sense that they've obviously used the IPA to get some uh, some of the hoppy flavors, but then they tone the bitterness down with a sweeter, lighter beer. In this sense, a you know, fruity beer to make it more sessionable for people, maybe who don't enjoy yeah. IPAs as much as some people do, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Well, and that's the thing too is that um, IPAs are very fashionable right now, so totally. a lot of people are brewing specifically for ipa lovers yeah and there's a lot of people out there that aren't in it i think the two the two biggest right now in beers are ipas and sours yeah and they're not not a lot of places are doing anything too remarkable in between so that's kind of a really cool concept it really is yeah it's i i'm sure other places do it so i don't want to say it's the but it's the only place that i've been to physically mm-hmm. where they've done this and it's actually been part of their menu yeah that's awesome yeah really cool they've got a bunch of others as well it's, it's a great way to fill out their menu without having to get more beers yeah <laughs> yeah i don't think i mentioned the name of the one that i tried this one it's le bateau oh, perfect yeah <laughs> that's super interesting i am not a fan of Cronenberg blanc no i find really? it way too sweet yeah but i would certainly try this i think it'd be great absolutely what do you got for what's okay. what's in your drink glass these days there, Jeff? Oh, well, okay. I'm actually going to talk about food. Oh. So. What's on your plate this week, Jeff? <laughs> so I was up in Oliver last weekend, as you, of course, know, mm-hmm. for my triathlon that I did. Oh, and. So cool. I was looking for what I wanted to eat afterwards. And I really wanted something warm and comfortable. It was like, it's a cold... It wasn't actually, it wasn't too cold, but it was rainy. And so I wasn't able to go back to the hotel because I had to pre-check out before the race. And so I was wet and I just wanted to be warm. And I had a long, we were driving all the way back to Vancouver afterwards or New West afterwards. I just wanted something that was going to fill me up and just really be warm and, and delicious. And one of the first places that popped up was this place called Taco Riendo. And it is a very authentically Mexican place. It's very small. I think they have one, maybe two tables in the place. And then they kind of have a little grocery store aspect to it. Speaking of markets, (laughs) where they have a ton of authentic Mexican tortillas. They have like corn chips. They had Mexican hot sauces and dried chili peppers and and everything you can imagine from a little Mexican uh, market. And then they had their their kitchen as well. They have 
you know, they had burritos and tacos and, and, and everything. But you go get burritos and tacos from a place anywhere and you get the same things. But this was a lot of like really authentic style Mexican tacos and burritos and enchiladas and whatever. Yeah. Something that stood out to me. I didn't get it, but they had a beef tripe soup, which I don't know if you know what that is, but it's uh, stomach lining. How appetizing. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, there's the problem, right? We, we grow up in a first world country. And so we think that's kind of gross or, or whatever. I've had it before. If it's not done right, it's not good but if it's done right it's great so you could tell as well that it was super authentic because the person serving me was spanish first there was a table they were all speaking spanish together and there was probably eight of them or so eating there the art and everything it was really incredible and so i got enchiladas Mm. veggie enchiladas and they came with a side of rice and a side of refried beans yeah just this little kind of super fresh white onion and tomato salsa across the top of it and it absolutely i scoffed them i like destroyed them (laughs) (laughs) they were so good they were on corn tortillas and they were folded over they had mushrooms onions green and red peppers and then they had a chipotle tomato sauce on them Mm -hmm. they hit the spot so well it had that really savory, warm, a little bit of a kick to it from the Chipotle. Yeah. It just gave me everything that I wanted. It was super cheap. I think it was 12 bucks. And then it came with the rice and the beans as well. And just mixing a bit of that rice into those beans and just shoveling it in my face. It was everything I could have dreamed of that day. It was perfect. Uh, <laughs> I absolutely 10 out of 10 would go back. My wife got a burrito. Mm-hmm. And I fortunately got to finish some of her burrito and it was killer as well. It was so good. I'm not really sure what was in it, but these enchiladas, Dan, were so good. They were so, so good. And I probably, I could have had two or three more of them and not because they weren't filling, but I was full. I had, I had plenty to eat with that meal, but they were so good. I, I would have force fed myself a ton more. There's, oh. yeah. If we needed another, if only we needed another reason to go up there yeah it's not like we need another reason but this is obviously another reason why we have to go back yeah and go back soon yeah well and so oliver's quite small and very touristy yeah so finding a little place like this that's not focusing on just trying to bring in all the people there to drink wine yeah was really really nice and that's you know that's the kind of place that i like to support it's not big corporate whatever Mm -hmm. and you know like we say you know support local so it feels it, it felt really good to to go there and boy was it tasty (laughs) sounds delicious and then speaking of which i actually want to talk about one more thing and it's not local i think they're imported from mexico uh by a bc company but i recently had it and i'm absolutely in love and i need to tell you about it so there's this new company I, i don't know if it's new it's new to me it's new to my local stores they're called takis have you heard of them is it the chips like the yeah, they're chips. For most of their chips, they use cassava root, which is a tuber, like a potato. It's the same thing that is it. Tapioca starch is made from it. it, it you know, it's it's the world's biggest tuber, even more so than potatoes. Recently, they got a few different flavors. They have these rolls that you can get. They're kind of like the shape of Cheetos, I guess, but they're they're rolled up. They're like taquitos, really, the tiny little taquitos with no filling. Right. So they have different flavors they have you can also get wavy chip style of them as well and 
So they recently showed up in my local grocery store. And I was like, hey, you know, these are new. Let's give them a try. Okay, so they have this one flavor. It's called Blue Flame. And so they're mildly spicy, I would say. uh, But I have a high spice tolerance. And they have... So they're these red chips. They're 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 rolled up, huge crunch on them, and you you just devour them. So good, uh, super super flavorful. Mm-hmm. And but one of the reasons I want to bring this up specifically is because I I had them and I shared them with my wife and we were eating away. And then I look in the mirror and I'm like, why is my tongue blue? And whatever is in them dyes your tongue blue no <laughs> and, way and and so we're looking at each other and like we you know you know when you're a kid and you have those like blue lollipops or whatever yeah, and yeah. your whole like mouth turns blue i we're looking at each other and we're just sticking out our tongues being like oh why are your tongues blue and we're like oh it must be the chips this is so weird and so and then we look back at it and we're like oh it's called blue heat that makes sense like, i was wondering what the blue was and i don't know what it is i don't know if they're like super unhealthy or or if they're like you know, I, I don't know anything about them, yeah. but it's just it's a journey and you got to try them. They're really good. Oh my gosh. The other flavor we can get is called Fuego and they're like really intense spicy heat with lime on them. So Ooh. it's, you know, you got to check them out. Give it a try. They so cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It'll probably be the only time we talk about something that's not local, but you know, oh, I had, you to, have I had to. to say it. A, like a chip thing that turns your tongue blue? Come on. I want yeah. my blue. I want my tongue to turn blue. Yeah, red chips too. Right, yeah, they're yeah. You know, you know that episode of Magic School Bus when the kids eating the CBDs and they're like wrapped in green, but then it's like carrot based or something, and then he turns orange, and they're trying to figure out why, and it's like, oh, it's because it's the beta. Anyway, it's like it's like that journey. You you go, and all of a sudden you look in the mirror, you're like, my tongue's blue. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's bonkers! I love it. All right, Dan, what do you got for me? Well, believe it or not, I've got a two for one for you. Oh. So I do have a coffee shop that I want to talk about, but because it's actually inside a market, I kind of have to talk about both. And I really I love want it. to because it's awesome. So I did a market inside a coffee shop and you're going to do a coffee shop inside a market? Exactly. You got it. Perfect. 100%. Did we plan this? No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> so... The coffee shop, it's called The Coffee Project. And I think we actually took you guys when you were last year, when you did your first half marathon. Yeah, I heard something about a donut. Yes. Oh, yes. We'll get to that. Don't you worry. Don't you worry. And so The Coffee Project is actually located within the root cellar, which if you're not local to Victoria, is a local staple for produce and, and just like an overall amazing grocery store that prides itself on locally sourced produce meat fish and all everything everything in their place is well they try their best to obviously they can't do 100% local because they have to do have to import some produce but they they pride themselves on 80% of the produce is from bc that they sell on their shelves so that's pretty that's, de- that's pretty darn good. So the root cellar will start with there and then we'll get to the coffee project because I think it's important to talk about the root cellar first because it kind of sets the tone for what the coffee project is about as well. So the root cellar Absolutely. was started in February of 20 2008. Started by a couple and their longtime friend, all who used to work in the produce industry in the Okanagan Valley. 
And it started off as a 5,000 square foot store in McKenzie, uh, or sorry, on McKenzie Avenue. In 2009, this grocery store won a ton of awards in terms of Bank of Canada's Young Entrepreneurs of the Year, Greater Victoria Chamber of Commerce 29 Business of the Year, mostly because they exceeded their projected sales in their first year by 430%. Whoa. The second year, they tripled their sales again. Wow. They started with seven employees back in 2008, and I believe they're up to like 75 employees now. We'll kind of go back to their history because this is absolutely incredible. They were saying their first summer in business, they sold 6,000 pounds of cherries. Their second year went from 6,000 pounds to 50,000 pounds. So you can just see how well this integrated into the community in Victoria. People just loved it. They loved the fact that it was mostly from BC and Vancouver Island. What they do a lot of, when you walk through the store, they have a sign up that tells you, what specific produce came from which farm. And I think the locals in Victoria just ate that up and just loved it. They can, right. they know the farm that these this produce and this meat came from. And I think that really hit home with a lot of people and clearly it reflected in their numbers because they just did incredibly well. It's, 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 it's pretty incredible. When you walk in, it's very much a market style. Boxes and concrete floor and you just walk around. It's, it's just a really cool place. It feels like you're kind of walking through a Sunday market. It's really neat, but it's always their kind of thing. Their weekly specials, they call it Dirt Cheap This Week, which I thought was pretty cute. <laughs> they also have their own chop shop, which is called the Chop Shop. And so it's locally sourced pork, beef, ch- and chicken from the island. Oh, like butchery. Yeah. Yeah, sorry, yes. And cheeses and charcuterie. Oh, cool. Right, yeah. All of their meats are free-run livestock from B.C., and some other Canadian producers, but mostly in BC. And also the seafood is sustainably harvested from BC waters. And they're obviously certified ocean-wise as well. Kind of the more recent additions to the market is what they call the potting shed. And so it's basically like a full-service garden and floral market that's kind of tucked away in the, the far end of the root cellar, which is really cool. They've got a lot of really neat plants, both indoor and outdoor, and kind of all the accessories that you need to take care of your own plants and garden at home. So really, really amazing place. They've got a real a lot of really unique things, especially I found especially at the Chop Shop, just like a lot of interesting combinations of flavors and meats, as well as plant-based options as well, which I think is really cool. Lots of locally sourced barbecue sauce, pasta sauces, and accessories that can that'll uh, just add to to the special flavors that they're creating in their in their chop shop, if you will. Awesome. So I think that nicely kind of transitions us into the coffee shop, which is they call the coffee right. project. So, so what you're telling me is you told me that story so you can tell me this. Yes, story. exactly. Right. Okay, <laughs> I think it's okay. I, I mean, that would have been enough for me to to already go there so i can't wait to hear what you have yeah. to say because i i actually remember i actually didn't even go in no when we went yeah i think i think you and i stayed in the car and our wives went in to get stuff for yeah us, so you kind of missed out was... on the opportunity you know <laughs> I, I was sore i was just i it was my first half marathon and i was so sore i was sitting in the car i'm like i do not want to do any more moving today so and you know what that's totally fair <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> perfect So the coffee project, 
opened in March of 2018. Along with the kind of the idea behind the root cellar, it focuses on locally sourced, especially coffee, but also other delicacies as well, mainly donuts, which is kind of what we talked about a little bit before, but I'll get more into the donuts because they're spectacular just on their own. The coffee themselves, you can get all kinds of espresso, just drip coffee. It's all locally roasted beans from Discovery Coffee, which is a fantastic Victoria-based roastery. Really, really good coffee. They do, for people who aren't super coffee lovers, they have a turmeric latte, honey lavender they do as well from time to time. So some of the, so an example of kind of the fanciness that they get into on their, on their uh, specials is they'll do root beer floats with their own locally organic ice cream. So really, really wow. good. They do matcha lattes as well, which are really good. I don't know about you, but I'm, my wife and I are both kind of going through like a matcha and turmeric phase where it's just nice. so, it's so yeah. good. Yeah, no, I like, I like matcha. I just always kind of forget about it. Right? <laughs> With your coffee, obviously, a lot of people like to get donuts. So what they do f- for that is they bring in Yanni's Donuts, which is a local donut shop. I think you can attest to how delicious they are. One of their yeah. mainstays that they always seem to have is an Earl Grey Boston cream. So that it's like a Boston cream donut with filled with Earl Grey cream. And oh my God, it's so good. Oh, it's just, it, they're, they're incredibly good. Um, they also do yeah. like salted caramel donuts as well, which is amazing. They're, and then they did one of the, one of the ones that they did a while ago, Yanni's Donuts was a, banana bread donut dipped in chocolate with banana chips and crushed hazelnuts on top it was so so good oh it's it's making again every time we do these shows it just makes me hungry and thirsty and (laughs) and i can't help it every time that's gonna be dan's quotes of of the the show it'll always be his Oh, I'm so hungry and thirsty. <laughs> I feel like that's we my do everyday a, life. We should do a, a, yeah, a tally on our Instagram or something. Like, dance quotes. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, yeah. <laughs> so they were able to stay open and they be they basically cut a hole in the wall for what during COVID when people weren't coming into the store as often and, or when they weren't really allowed into the store. So they cut open a, a hole in the window and they call it the hole in the wall. And uh, they right. have their menu awesome. out on the front, and then you have like line uh, a lineup outside, and you can grab your coffee to go. And they do have like a small outdoor sitting area within their parking lot, which is really nice. Yeah, just a wonderful, wonderful place to grab a coffee and a donut, especially. Oh, so good, and it's really kind of neat because it's part of the root cellar, so. It's not its own separate building. It's actually built into the market. So you can enter from the outside, but you can also just walk in once you're done your grocery shopping and just grab a coffee to go and grab your groceries and off you go. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, and the the food that they do other than the donuts is really good as well. I know my wife and I, we always get the vegetarian breakfast sandwich. They've got this delicious aioli. I think it's a basil aioli with a pesto egg patty. And oh, usually I'm not a fan of the the kind of egg patty that you can get on some breakfast sandwiches, but this one is just to die for. You can tell it's a real egg and just the mix with the pesto and everything on a Kaiser bun, which is really fresh and fluffy and a little bit on the crunchier side. And Oh, it's just so good. It's uh, 
you mix that with some lettuce tomato and oh it's just, it's so so good all of their vegetables and meats and bread come from the root cellar which is kind of neat as well so you know that it's fresh and locally made it's just it's just delightful so breakfast yeah that's awesome yeah. it's really cool because those types of places are really great for both because you go in to go grocery shopping and then you can get a coffee mm-hmm. while you you know walk around and then if there's produce that's starting to get older on the shelves instead of throwing it out or like getting rid of it somehow that most grocery stores would do they can use it for specials in the coffee shop for sandwiches or, or salads and food and stuff like exactly. that so it's really really sustainable to be able to do that and then on top of that being locally sourced ingredients it's yeah it's it's exactly where we need to go with with this kind of world yeah with the, like the food problems that we have in the world everywhere right food yeah, wastage exactly. is a huge problem and i think this is a really great option for for stores to to take on kind of a neat other aspect of this is part of like the market feeds into the uh, into the coffee project and on the as you're walking waiting in line they have a bunch of their in-house made dough, pizza dough. And so you're standing in line waiting for your coffee and there's just these lovely looking pizza dough and all the toppings are right there. And then they have some pre-made burritos and everything and organic soups as well. And so you're just standing there trying not right. to spend more money <laughs> while you wait for your coffee <laughs> and it's impossible. It, there's, oh, it's just it's so, like impulse buying, but to the extreme. Exactly. I love it. I, I would absolutely... Oh, well, you know, I came in for a latte, but I left with a pizza. <laughs> I left with all my groceries for the week. I left with a dozen donuts. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's dangerous. Oh, so dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember it being uh, quite a cute little building, too. It is. It's, it's really cute. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's got a really wonderful location as well, because if you're wanting to grab, like, a snack for to go on a picnic, if you drive up Blankensop, which is a cross street... There's a mountain with tons of hiking, Mount Doug Park. You can bring your dogs as well. And then you've got beautiful views of all of Victoria, the West Shore. You can see the mountains in the distance. You can see across the ocean to Washington State and the huge snow-capped mountains. Yeah. It's it's beautiful. So a really, really good location and very accessible as well. Is that the mountain that we hiked up? It is not. That, is, <laughs> that oh. was not the mountain that we hiked up. <laughs> the 2,000 feet of vertical climbing? Yeah, okay, uh, yep. <laughs> but Dan said it was going to be an easy hike. It's it's rated medium no. on all trails. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, that about wraps it up for this leg of the journey. Taste BC Radio is recorded, edited, and produced by Jeff Wilson and me, Dan Kavanaugh. You can continue the journey and check out everywhere we talked about today in the show notes. Make sure to follow us at TasteBC Radio on Instagram and Facebook, and we'd love to have you join our community on Patreon. Tune in next time to find out what we'll be tasting next, and never miss an episode by subscribing on your podcast app. In the meantime, make sure to rate and review the show. This really helps us grow, and we really do appreciate the feedback. Until next time, support local and keep Keep it tasty! tasty.